0: You know what? We ain't doing that today, Cole, because you know what today is? Today is Whiskey Wednesday. It's two buds bringing you a glass of alcohol. Neat, just like the news we have to present. Ain't that right, Cole? Indeed it is, good sir. Say, get a clank to it. It it a link That's where we're at today. Anyway, my name is Brandon and
1: Cole Stevens. Thank you guys for checking us out.
0: Or two buds
1: with some sort of beverage. It seems now. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be a sud this week. No, I we
0: we've got to, to get money for beer. Speaking <laughs> of money for beer, if you'd like to donate to that, so we can, uh, you know, hit the subscribe button, uh, go and you know donate or whatever to our page if you feel like it. All if those nice. We'll things. just continue finding whatever I have around the house <laughs> and change the name of what day of the week it is. Next time it could be wine Wednesday, if not whiskey Wednesday. What would be a Tuesday? Oh, Tuesday could be. Uh, that is too hard. I don't know like, what do <laughs> you tea. If I, I guess we could do tea Tuesdays, but that do they have alcoholic tea? Ooh, I mean, there's kombucha, which is technically a tea, and it's not quite alcoholic. Uh, so no. It would just be Tea Tuesdays. And we'll, we'll figure something better out when we get there. Tea Tuesdays. Is there an
1: alcohol for for the tea? Tequila. Tequila Tuesdays. There, there we, go. we go. We still sure. need money for tequila. So. And apparently more money for brain cells. It took us that long to figure that out. Tequila. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Cole, you
0: are the primary host for this week. I just announced it live, so therefore it is true. Um,
1: What, what, what do we got going on? Well, in the gaming world in general, there's been like, quite the uh, the debacle going on this week. I don't know if... Wait, what are you looking at? Get, you know, you, you told me I'm the host and I was taking control. Sorry, you threw me off for a loop there. You know, you, you got to improvise. You got you to gotta just feel. You got to go with the flow of these things. Okay. So, <laughs> unless you've been living under a rock... Uh, I mean, I know some people that live under rocks. You know, it's quite a nice thing every once in a while. But uh, this company Blizzard, famous for Overwatch, World of Warcraft, so on and so forth, and Hearthstone, they had a tournament a couple weeks back, and this specific player, Blitzchung, had a Hong Kong resident, had voiced his support for the Hong Kong protests going on right now in relation to the Chinese government, and Blizzard acted very swiftly in retaliation to a admittedly peaceful and short little admission of support. They initially banned him from the game for a year, took his prize money, and also fired the two casters that were in the same shot. They claim that they had no influence from China in the decision, but their post on Chinese social media would say otherwise. Their Chinese social media accounts had said that they were very angered and do not condone the expression of personal beliefs and that they would not do anything to shame the pride of their country.
0: Well, it's also my belief that uh, they're, the company that they work with in China... Tencent? Started, yes. Or no, is, is it Tencent?
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah. Tencent is... Uh, or NetEase, one, one of the two. One of them is helping them I develop this... It might be NetEase. Yeah, NetEase is helping them uh, develop Diablo Immortal. And we uh, we know how well that game went over last year. But the company in China
0: sent out like a lot of pro-Chinese government tweets, even though Blizzard's claiming to be neutral in the matter. And I was like, oh, we're not taking sides. This isn't about politics.
1: He broke the rules. But even so, like if it was breaking the rules, something I had seen a lot too and that I agree with is that You know, a one week suspension or like maybe even like a couple weeks or a few games or like that would make sense. But an entire year losing prize money and just because the two casters were there, they got fired. That's a bit much. They did recently, like within the within the past week, issue another statement, rolling back the punishment slightly. They instead of a lifetime ban for the casters, they were only banned for six months. They reduced Blitz Chung's uh, ban from the game for from a year to six months, and they gave him his prize money back. Not, still not acceptable. I mean, they claim that it seemed more appropriate. Yeah, it did from what it was, but that's still that's still too much. You know, they they can do better than that.
0: They really can. Um, so, he, like, so a little bit more background here. Um, his contract, Strong's contract, stated that he could not talk about any uh, political stances um, in order to compete in her. State. Yeah,
1: on the official Blizzard streams, right?
0: Um, so he did break that. Like he he did break his contract, um, deliberately breaking, it, knowingly broke it. So okay, yes, slap on the back of the wrist, first offense. Like he's, I'm not sure he's ever. Like I haven't read anything where he's ever like broken that before. Like in any other way, he he spoke up for a cause that he firmly believes in. And like if you don't know what's going on in Hong Kong, um, please look it up. Um, there's people basically fighting for their rights, um, and their personal rights. Um, and China's kind of infringing on that. Mm-hmm. But we've got. Blizzard kowtowing to China, which is what we've seen in media. And I did watch the episode of South Park that you recommended. (laughs) Uh, Don't condone South Park. This is a family-friendly podcast, Um, unless you're okay with it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so they, like, you know, China's a big place to make sales, especially in the, the video game realm, and they're really trying to break into it. Um, I mean, Nintendo's really trying to
1: break into the Chinese market. I feel it's, like it's already been broken into fairly well. They're just trying to hold their stance as hard as they can. Or Since it's it's almost the majority compared to the Western market for how much money they make, they just make money much easier over there because people in China, like their market, they spend comparatively a lot more on microtransactions. They are much more enveloped in mobile games. And that's why we're starting to see that trend pop up more and more is because... It takes less effort to develop them. And it's a lot easier way to generate just ridiculous amounts of revenue without a lot of work. Right. I mean, so here's my question for you, Colt. So, well, first
0: off, you're right. Blizzard way overreacted. It was uncalled for. um, How they responded. Like These are people that are fighting for something that they believe in. He used his platform to speak on it and raise awareness. Like if it had not been for this incident, I would not
1: know what's going on in Hong Kong. Like I wouldn't have have taken the time. This is true. The one thing that they seem to try to suppress and stop from getting exposure just got the ultimate exposure from what they did. And also coming from an American company, keep that in mind. Blizzard is an American company suppressing freedom of speech. That is, as an American company, that's just disgraceful. But it comes down to the dollar. even more disgraceful honestly like when it comes to making more money than as opposed to being a moral company right so shame on blizzard uh they
0: overreacted and or what they did and fans have responded ultimately with their pocketbooks Mm -hmm. um people are are saying like you know if we're going to boycott blizzard it's kind of like how you and i are avoiding ea games as much as possible
1: And Activision these days, honestly.
0: Right, which doesn't really affect, like, these avoiding don't really affect me as a primary Nintendo player because their games aren't on the Switch yet. Um, Or if they
1: are, they are definitely worth
0: avoiding. (laughs) Right. Uh, Looking at you, FIFA 2020 Legendary (laughs) Edition.
1: You mean Uh, FIFA 2019? uh, Yeah, FIFA 2019 with like a a redone cover. (laughs) Update (laughs) 3. version (laughs) 3.0 right um so people are
0: boycotting blizzard and it's gotten so bad that blizzard had a uh release event at nintendo new york
1: city and blizzard canceled it Mm -hmm. yeah it was a uh, it was a launch event for overwatch coming to switch that what i didn't know until today was that apparently they were going to be like there were certain times of different events happening throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And if you were like one of the first 150 people to RSVP for a certain time, you were going to get a chance to meet some of the voice actors in the game. They were going to be there. And it wasn't just like players coming together. It was like an official huge thing. Right. And Blizzard last minute canceled the event and they didn't even say it themselves. It came from Nintendo's official press where Nintendo even called them out saying like, yeah, Blizzard canceled this.
0: Uh, I'm not sure they really call it out. There's like, hey, unfortunately, the event for tomorrow has been canceled. Um, cough, cough. Blive. Blizzard has cough, not cough. provided a reason. <laughs> um, check out that tweet. Um, but even like, players are apparently something we just found out before we started uh, recording was that I guess like there's a secret policy with Nintendo and online purchases um, where you can. Uh, get a refund for a game one time that you have purchased digitally on the switch maybe that's really maybe it's not that that's worth digging into i personally don't have any games on here that i bought digitally i want a refund for i mean other than wolfenstein Youngblood, <laughs> um you know whatever <laughs> definitely my would like my 30 bucks back uh but like people are even like going so so far to contact nintendo support to get their refund on overwatch because like we're not which then nintendo has to bite the bullet on on that Mm -hmm. they take the hit not like i'm I'm pretty sure nintendo's
1: the one that takes the hit on a digital purchase not so much blizzard yeah i mean i'm sure there's still some kind of revenue split between them but yeah when it goes digital it comes more out of nintendo's pocket right so that's kind of like, alright, Nintendo's learning, like Blizzard's not...
0: <laughs> Blizzard bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is really sad, because like, I was looking forward to the new Diablo. I oh, know, it's not Diablo. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not thinking this straight. <laughs> there is no new Diablo. I was thinking... Well, there um, is, but it's on your phone. True. I was thinking of a uh, new Darksiders game coming out. Darksiders Genesis. Darksiders is a Blizzard thing. No, it's not. That's why I got confused. <laughs> I was about it's like say, like... I was like, oh, no, there's a there's top-down No, like, never mind. Different company. Different game. Um, so, fans are really sticking hard to this. And I think this is like the first time that like, we're seeing like people sticking up for other players. Like, I think it is coming in a time when people, when gamers, players, streamers, casters, like, they're all just like so upset with the video game industry as a whole and the way that they've been behaving. Like,
1: yeah, tensions have been boiling for a few years, but it's always been just exploitation of monetization and trying to nickel and dime players but this is this is one of the first times that it's come it's gone further than that rather than just nickel and diming everyone it's gone to infringing on human rights and freedom of speech and it that that's a no no the interesting thing though is blizzcon blizzard's own convention they have every year is just a few weeks away and there's already several online protest groups that are planned to take a stand at, at this convention
0: because like Blizzard, they like, they could have said that like they really could have just slapped him across the wrist and said, Hey, you broke your contract. Like we can't like you're disqualified for this match, keep you or like for the next like several uh tournaments. Like they really could have like, and just said, like, you know, his views do not represent Blizzard. We yeah. do not pr- promote his views, we, we do not support. Uh, his his views i mean which would still have been really bad yeah still would have been
1: scummy but it wouldn't have been a clear and obvious attempt of sending a message to this kind of promotion of political
0: views right they could have done so much better Mm -hmm. and i think that's what people are like
1: we're sick and tired of these video game companies getting away with stuff to some of the company's credit though it's all the executives that are making these decisions like blizzard employees The Tuesday after that had happened over a weekend Mm. had staged a walkout. It was at least like 30 or 40 Blizzard employees, if I remember right, that had had a walkout and had covered up uh, plaques that uh, were at the headquarters in uh, California that seemed to be hypocritical at this point. Like they were plaques that were like the values of the company saying every voice matters and think globally. And they've took it upon themselves to cover those up with paper and tape and put it on Twitter and they kind of just left work for a day, had a good old fashioned walkout. And it's, it's nice to know that it wasn't an entire company thing. Like the developers are in on this and they feel that same way. It shows that people within too, they're angry about it. Like they've, they're trying to support like their, their freedom in this country. Right. Uh, granted, uh, Blistong isn't an American citizen.
0: No, he is.
1: Um, this also the tournament also took place in Taiwan. Yeah, so it, it is a little if you know, like bl- Blizzard like also oh no also though the American not- company the not the American company the American team that was in this tournament they were very angered by this and then the match after this debacle happened they were in the crowd holding up a uh, free free Hong Kong and boycott Blizzard signs right and then they get suspended they did not they received absolutely no penalty whatsoever and they were they called blizzard out for being hypocrites for not banning them or taking some action to them and they decided to forfeit the tournament and drop out anyways but just based on their own principle like we don't want to be a part of this so Blizzard, hope you hear this uh do better do better you made great games but you're making you're making some poor decisions nowadays all right. So next thing on the
0: docket, tell me about it, Cole, because I, I I don't know anything about this. Right I don't play these back. games. I gotta
1: pull it back up. You're uh, the one looking at it.
0: Let me see uh, here. Activision and Modern Warfare supply drop debacle. Oh yeah. So I've, I
1: haven't played Call of Duty since high school. I mean, I haven't. Well, I have Black Ops 4, but I only play zombies. Really, I barely play the multiplayer any side of things. But still playing it. True. Still supporting it. It supports a strong word. Bought the game one time, right? Yeah, I have not. Uh, yeah, I have not paid any money for microtransactions. But so, the newest game from the Infinity Ward studio that is famous for the Modern Warfare series, and maybe not famous for, but also known for uh, Infinite Warfare, their soft reboot of the Modern Warfare franchise is coming out on October 25th, and they've had several betas and. Chances for people to get their hands on the game. And in one of the betas, it was already discovered the system for supply drops, which is Call of Duty's version of loot boxes. And these games are notorious for starting out with minimal to almost no microtransactions, just long enough for people to get reviews out of the game, say it's good, say there's no microtransactions. And then slowly roll them in over time until it's eventually just a straight up pay to win game. And <coughs> excuse me, it was apparently discovered that these patents are already in the game and they're not going to wait nearly as long. It appears to uh, have these implemented. Activision and Infinity Ward have keep stating out and saying that there will be nothing in this game at launch, like emphasizing at launch, but inside sources. Uh, have been reporting to the Gaming Revolution. A He's a content creator related to the Call of Duty series that has been more on the covering leaks side of things as of late. And all of his leaks regarding to this game specifically have all been true so far. So he's got a very reputable record for this game as far as leaks are concerned. And that's basically the message he's been saying. Uh. I just miss the old days of Call of Duty. Like, Black Ops 1 or Modern Warfare 2 where there were no microtransactions. It was just... You would buy... up, unlock it. Yeah. Simple as that. Or if you wanted substantial more content, you would, like, buy a DLC pack and you would get five maps. And, like... I guess some people were still upset with the season pass motto of things, but at the same time, there was no gambling aspect to it. There wasn't a pay-to-win. Like, it was just... Other things to do. It was a substantial amount of content.
0: <coughs> I miss those days across the board. I mean, the f- like even when uh, I mean, I've, when you've got Nintendo games coming kind of like paid DLC, it's like, all
1: right, come on, like, let's get back to the days like when you sixty dollars gets you a complete game. And if you wanted to spend extra, like it wasn't to complete the game; it was just to add on to it, right. Well, which i mean nintendo does this the latter
0: um but yeah it gets pretty bad
1: Mm -hmm. what was next on the list
0: we have uh ps5 details confirmed in specs. so i'll turn that over to our sony specialist here uh cole stevens because once again uh have not followed up with the ps5 as much i've been out of the loop for a couple weeks on PlayStation busy. or just out of the loop in general? Just in general. This past weekend, I was out of town um, and leading up to that. I've been trying to hunt down a job for several weeks. Um, so I've been busy doing that. And just we just moved into our new place here that we're recording at and trying to move into here, get things put together. Just been busy. Haven't had time
1: to really invest in news. Yeah, I had quite a hiatus myself for a couple of weeks. I was off at a bunch of different music festivals. And when I got back, though, I kind of been binging on the news I had missed out on or some of the newer stories coming up. And one of those big stories has been the <clears throat> slow trickle of details, specs, and I guess leaks at first of what the PS5 is going to be looking like, what, it, what kind of hard drives, what kind of uh, uh, graphic capabilities is it going to have. And so far it's looking extremely promising. They Sony has confirmed that there is going to be ray tracing technology in the system, which if I remember correctly, you got the article pulled up here, don't you? Yes, I do. I was it at? I mean, so there's there's some key
0: features, uh backwards compatibility, it will be a big one, which will be great because I means I could come into PS five era and buy all the PS4 games never played. True.
1: Um, it will uh have physical discs. I am curious if they will go that far with the backwards compatibility though, like not just digital, but also like say I could put a PS four disc in there and it would work the same. Well I, 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 I think so. Which means so. that you could buy all these discounted PS4 games and still
0: like if you're like me, you could go out and buy Spider Man for fifteen dollars at some point and plug it in and play one of the greatest games ever. Yeah, it's definitely definitely worth a playthrough. I, I flattened them that game in matter of a few days. Uh, PS5 won't be digital only. Some games will likely release on both PS4 and PS5 at first.
1: Well, that's so, to be expected with any right. of the generation.
0: I mean, that's like uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild coming out on the Wii U and the Switch. There are several games that were like that on release when the Switch first came out. Um, the PS5 will have some form of cloud
1: functionality. Mm, Doi. way? <laughs> 2019 or 2020 is the uh also confirmed release window of this console holiday 2020 so anywhere from october november f- around that ballpark just just in time for black friday and holiday spendings let's see what happens with stadia i i don't think it's gonna work at first i think it's gonna in my personal opinion, I think it's gonna be pretty awful at first, just because it's still see- it's still a very new kind of technology as far as like pure streaming and how much data it really takes. And like you had pointed out to me several times that like even on home Wi-Fi, there's like around you said around a terabyte or something yeah, like that. There's usually a data cap and that's gonna be the death of
0: streaming. It's yeah, like it takes cap.
1: so much data to fully stream these games. That you would run out in ridiculously short amount of time. I think we uh, talked about in
0: one of our previous episodes, Like someone did the math and they've got like three days, like three or four days, and you max out your uh,
1: Wi-Fi use at home. And that's only using that, not using your phone, computer, whatever else on top of it. That's right. purely zero to 100%. But you could go to Starbucks and play all, all you want. Then you max theirs out. <laughs> Do they have a max? I I would think so. Is it business? Yeah, I mean they still have the same Wi-Fi provider as anybody. They just wouldn't quite know who is responsible for that. I would just be going. Well, yeah, the the way it work is
0: on a phone.
1: Going from Starbucks
0: to Starbucks, Unless, just like yeah. maxing out their internet. One day at Starbucks, the next day at Dunkin' Donuts, then you got McDonald's. <laughs>
1: just getting it for free. Uh, that's that's one way to do it. Oh, yeah. Another big detail with the uh, PS5 that had been confirmed is the SSD drive, or a solid-state drive. That's big. Yeah, that is, that is huge. As That's me closer to a PC. Mm-hmm. Like, the solid-state drive, what it does is it really cuts down load times, and normally for a regular hard drive to process a lot of what's in games nowadays, like the graphical fidelity and intensity of everything, a lot of assets are reused and duplicated so it's it can be read faster Mm -hmm. but with the solid state drive a lot of that doesn't have to be done just because of how much faster it runs so you in theory could make a bunch more like new stuff as opposed to just reusing some of the same stuff and having longer load times on the old drives and uh much faster and responsive Ones on the new drive. I know that probably didn't make any sense. I started to confuse myself there.
0: It'll make things faster. Yeah, that's the bottom line on and that point. easier for developers to create bigger games.
1: Yes. Uh, what else we got for the PS5? The, they haven't officially confirmed that it's a DualShock 5, but it's it's going to be the DualShock 5 for the new controller for it. And uh, instead of sticking with the HD Rumble... Feature that's been in pretty much every controller since what is that like the '90s or something? Yeah, but they're at, um,
0: they're introducing a new rumble pack.
1: Yeah, they're they're that's having more... haptic feedback rather than HD rumble, and it was they were trying to emphasize that it would add a lot of fidelity to it or depth to it, where you would feel the difference in like the roaring engine of a car or. It's like crashing a car into a tree or walking and feeling footsteps or something like that. Like you would feel the difference in the two. It would have more weight to it. And also that the controller will have a much longer battery life than the DualShock 4, which is a pretty big complaint of -hmm. the DualShock 4 with the PS4. And because of the bigger battery pack, the controller is going to be heavier, but they still claim it still will not be as heavy as the current Xbox One controller. So I'm curious to see how they make that work. I mean, personally, the Xbox One controller doesn't feel extremely heavy to me. Like, it, it's still a good feel. So if, as long, if it has a better battery, it's good for me. I don't really know, because probably I
0: won't be picking up a PS5.
1: But you totally should. Well, um, well um,
0: I only reason why I pick up a PS5 is for the VR. Because after playing it with you last week... uh VR is pretty great. Yeah, I I have already looked into the Oculus Quest because you don't need anything other than the Quest.
1: Like you don't need a PC to run anything. I I just have a hard time thinking with the Quest that it'll have a long battery life. Like the whole thing running on like two AA batteries was it? Oh, I think that's the Go. What was the bigger one then? Like Quest?
0: I don't know. I think you have to charge it. I think it has an internal battery source. Hmm. Uh. So that's the only reason why I pick up the PS5 is for VR because playing last week, I know Caitlin would have a lot of fun with
1: it. VR, like PSVR, right now on PS4 and PS4 Pro, like it's definitely still in the infant stages, but it is fairly decent running technology. And PS5, it's it's going to be definitely better. Still, probably not to a massive par, but probably by the time the PS6 comes around, VR should be in a very good standing point with being a staple of the uh the brand and kind of where most games are going to be pushing themselves right um anything i think that was all the big points that we know so far what was next on the on the list all right uh nintendo buzz yeah you you got any nintendo buzz for us we already kind of did my i remember playstation poor that's what we used to call it uh
0: nintendo buzz well uh this week we have had in the last couple days, we've had Killer Queen Black come out, which if you've never played Killer Queen Black, it's an arcade game brought to console. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've played it. It's really cool. Very interesting how you play it. There's three ways to win. You basically play as like hives, like beehives. You got your queen, your worker bee, and then you can create your soldiers. Um, and there's three different ways to win. It's I, I find it pretty complicated. Is that it's a strategy game? Uh, no, it's like an action or arcade game. Hmm. It is. Yeah, it is. We've hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had the Witcher Wild Hunt or the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt come out yesterday, which I picked up, um, and it runs pretty well. It definitely reminds me of like PS3 graphics. Um, it came in a big box for a f- game like that too. Like you, well, and in, in, inside the, so it's kind of like a collector's edition, but a collector's edition because it comes in like inside there like there's a map that folds up a guidebook kind of gives you the backstory um also like gameplay stuff which i probably need to read more because i haven't updated my player at all and i've got like four experience points i need to use uh but so far yeah, y- yesterday i think i played four or five hours and apparently according to like some wiki i only played the beginning and it's like oh good lord this is going to take forever i love it
1: oh it is a massive um, game i had I'd started it on PS4, probably got about this, as far as you did too. And I was like, yeah, this, this, this is a lot. <laughs> Not that it was bad. I still want to go back through it. But it's, it's a commitment at this point. If you if you go through that whole game, it is like it is like a Skyrim-level commitment of the time investment.
0: I'm looking forward to it. I think it's worth it. I picked it up for 50 bucks from Walmart for the Switch, and so I feel like it got a good price on it. Um, and then today... I picked up Little Town Hero, which is from Game Freak, and Game Freak makes Pokemon. Um, pan- so, this is kind of cool. It's kind oh, of Nintendo ish, Nintendo. Uh, so, Little Town Hero is a game from Game Freak. Uh, they have this project that they developed 10 years ago. They celebrated their 30th anniversary today, but uh, this project called Ge- uh, Gear Project, where developers uh, could take stuff away from Pokemon and then come up with an idea or concept of a game, pitch it. And then make it if you know, the higher ups like say, "Hey, this is a great idea. Like, let's let's run with it." It starts with like three guys, so or like three developers, three, three, three people on staff coming together, creating this concept of a game. Um, and I think some of like almost all the games have like been like cr- critically accepted. Um, I know I've heard a lot about Giger Record Alt. Um, that was part of the Gear Project and came out there. I've heard some great things about it. I've never played it. Uh, I really want to now,
1: uh, seeing how Little Town Hero uh, is really good. I've been seeing a lot about Little Town Hero and uh, a lot of the different Nintendo Directs, and uh, it it looked really interesting. It was kind of like wasn't the premise this uh, this like little kid that was like trying to defend his hometown from like monsters or like imaginary things or something yeah so he's in he wants to get out of the town he he wants to go see the
0: world and he ends up i think the whole game is spent well it is spent in this town defending it from monsters and growing and there's it's a it was turn-based too wasn't it yeah so it's got turn-based combat it's really interesting uh you fight with ideas that you come up with and these ideas are called is it's and then when you want to actually uh do them you turn them into a does it So an is it into a does it, uh, and you have to use energy points to turn it from an is it to a does it, and then different ideas can affect um, attacks, um, play defense, play offense, um, or just power ups. Um, It's really cool. It's kind of like playing like a card game uh, inside of a video game. Like if you like, it's really a lot like playing a card game um, where you have a deck and you're playing your deck essentially. It sounds very complex,
1: but at the same time, it looks pretty fun.
0: It's cool. Very simple. Uh, When they designed the game, so I've done a lot of listening and looking into this game because it's cool. It's a fact. uh, Game Freak, you know, they they make Pokemon. Nintendo publishes it. uh, It's part of the the Pokemon company. Um, So, like, I believe Game Freak's revenue really doesn't come. They don't get that big of a cut from Pokemon even though they're they're the ones developing it, making it for the Pokemon company and Nintendo. I'm not really sure like what percentage they actually own of the Pokemon company. I'd have to go look that up. Um, So they've really been pushing Little Town Hero for several weeks on interviews. Uh, They've been talking about like, just not stuff like, hey, here's Pokemon, but hey, here's this thing uh, about Little Town Hero. And I, I even believe, uh game informer i was listening to, to some stuff from game informer when they went and interviewed about pokemon and They're and like yeah like they really talked about pokemon but they're like kept asking the game informer employers like hey uh do you have any do you have any questions about little town hero like we'd love to tell you about little town hero in fact like let's talk about little town hero and they're like all right can we go like look at the rooms right where pokemon is being uh developed they're like no you can't but we can show you where little town hero is being developed Um uh, So like they're a lot like they're able to talk openly about Little Town here because it's their own project. It's not you know belonging to something else. So it is really cool. It's really interesting. Uh, I don't think it's for uh, your typical game players. It's not like a JRPG. Um, It really and they even describe it as like a CCG card it it's it's a card game it really is playing cards um so i'm kind of enjoying that with some cartoon aspects to it and this little kid that you fight with and i think he's got to grow up i think he's sort of playing a story about him
1: growing up he's really immature so that's really cool very complex but very fun yes uh wasn't there also a Link's awakening that came out uh not terribly long ago has it has it been that long uh, it's been a month since *Link's Awakening* has come out.
0: Beat Yikes. it, loved it, absolutely great. Um, never played the original, so this is my first time going through. Was trying to avoid a lot of uh, spoilers on the Nintendo forums about this game. People are complaining about the price. Like, it's not worth fifty bucks. It's a remake. It's like, no, it's a completely new game. But like, I've never. I think this is actually
1: the first Zelda game I've ever actually completed. Hmm i'd probably have to agree if i end up getting this game it'd be the first one i've completed not the first one i've played but would be completing if if i've completed be the first 2d zelda game i actually
0: completed it's 2d technically it's 2d yeah it's a top down entirely well it's like a 3d top down game um i wouldn't put in the same category like it's Links Awakening was two D, and so they've taken it and just given it kind of like a two and a half D, I guess. Like we'll, we'll call it two and a half D, because uh, it's not quite three D. It's not. Yeah, it's not quite three D. It's claymation. Um, it looks like claymation. It, it, but I I beat Breath of the Wild, but I never went back and beat all the expansion stuff that I purchased for it. Um, well, so yeah. Well, then you still technically completed the game. I did. I defeated uh, the Ganon or the final boss in Breath of the Wild. But Link's Awakening is a w first game I flight I really put like time into and gave it a go. Um, and it was really good. Highly recommend it. If you're a parent with a young kid, it's a great game to sit down and play with them and got them because it's you can turn down the difficulty. Um, and I yeah, it just be a great introduction to a, um Zelda adventure. franchise. Yeah, Zelda franchise and action adventure games. Um, easy to, to play, easy to, to get a hold of. So
1: right. i had also seen too uh, Ori and the Blind Forest had recently just come out on Switch. Yeah, I had, I had a chance to go through the demo. It was a, it was one of the few games that Xbox has brought over to Switch. First, there was Cuphead, and you said there were a few more, maybe that they had before this. I think there's,
0: uh, there's three total. I can't remember the first one. I know the Cuphead wasn't the first one. It was the second one. I believe it's the second one. But there's three Microsoft games on Switch right now.
1: Well, Orient Blind Force was like a platformer that had a real like mystical and really fluid motion to it. Like the demo was really, really good. It it runs very very good on the Switch. And I don't know, it just seems like a, a nice, fun little game. It's it's only $20. So it's not and it's it's an indie title, so it's not a very huge and immersive thing, but it's also still a very good like artistic type of game that I'm I'm excited to fully go through. I haven't even played it, so I thought it
0: was kind on <laughs> you for your feedback. Uh, I, I was gonna say I think Super Super Lucky Tales was a Microsoft. Oh, I'd never even heard of that. Okay. I think Super Lucky Tales. Anyway, um I don't have any more Nintendo Buzz i can think of right now you've got pokemon coming out um that's the big one you've got luigi's mansion 3 coming out at the end of the month super excited about that super monkey ball blitz is coming um so i guess this takes us into what games
1: are we looking forward to cole uh well there are those i guess uh i guess death stranding on it was a ps4 exclusive at first but now it's also apparently coming to pc it, uh, that comes out on November 8th, I believe. Uh, a big announcement from a couple of... I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't have the dates exactly down. But The Last of Us Part Two had an official release date of February 21st, 2020. One day before my birthday. Uh, that's probably, in general, like amongst the PlayStation community, the most anticipated game. Like, period and they've shown a decent amount of gameplay and very very restrictive but also still very interesting aspects of the story kind of where it is and the setting and kind of the themes that are being explored and it's it's looking to be a real treat uh at least for me that's about the only major games that i'm aware of that i've am looking forward to playing that are still yet to come out this year and into early next year I was looking forward to Doom
0: Eternal, and that's been postponed yeah. until March 20th, 2020, which is the same day as, as Animal Crossing, and the Switch release doesn't have a date yet. It is no longer coming day for day, as they promised. I didn't expect it from Bethesda anyways. Uh, and then I, I think there's also um, out, Outer Worlds.
1: Have you played that yet? It's out? Yeah, I think Outer Worlds is out. Oh, yeah. It was coming out this month. I I don't know. If I get Outer Worlds, I was kind of planning on getting it for the Switch, which I know it's not on Switch yet. No, it probably won't be until spring.
0: Yeah. Right, they're working on it right now. I think it's a, uh, I think they're working with Virtuos.
1: Man, I've got to... Given that it's a single player only game, I feel, at least for me, it would be better for me to have it on the Switch. Whereas, right. PlayStation's where I do more of my multiplayer related stuff. Like That's where I have more of my friends online that I'll play some bigger games like that. But the Switch being portable and kind of this smaller console, it, it really appeals more to the single-player side of me. And a lot of the single-player games besides something like The Last of Us or God of War, like those major ones, of the Switch I feel has a lot more single-player friendly, at least to my liking of games, that I would enjoy playing something like that more exclusively on the Switch. It's just
0: easier to put more time in too. For sure. Like the older you get, the less time you have. But like the Switch like makes it easier to take it with you. Like I was on the couch the other night playing while Kate was watching Hulu. I mean, it works? It does. I got an extra hour of Witcher in <laughs> um, before I was able to play on TV again.
1: All right. Um, I think that about
0: wraps it up this week. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Fortnite was down for
1: two days. Oh, I didn't know that. You know Fortnite was down? Well, I knew they were having the new event come through with a new map. I didn't know that the entire game was down for two days. Yeah, at like two o'clock on
0: two PM on Sunday, they did their little like event and just a black hole for the next forty eight hours.
1: I mean, that sounds intentional at that point though.
0: It was. Uh it was part of the whole uh redoing. Like it's not season eleven, it's chapter two,
1: season one
0: yeah uh and it is a whole new map i played a little bit before you got here
1: well so does this also mean that the old map you can't ever go back to
0: i don't think so i think it's gone for right now which is good like it kind of needs like there's only so much more like changing of like houses and stuff you can do in one map
1: this one i mean i guess yeah like having a new map is long overdue for fortnite but at the same time i don't think it's a good idea to completely get rid of the old map
0: it could be around i don't
1: It'll probably come back at some point, you're right. I mean, probably have it just the new map for now so people can get more familiar with it. But uh, for the game's sake, I feel like it needs to have all of its content available. All right, cool. we are reaching uh, almost
0: 45 minutes, so it is time to call it. Indeed, I hope hope y'all listeners enjoyed this uh, Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, We are working on getting back to a regular schedule. Uh, I finally have a new job. Uh, so waiting to figure out what my hours
1: are going to be like, and then we're we'll be able to plan again. We we'll, we we'll, we need we do need to get better at this. Uh, being consistent with this podcast, we do. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. See ya.